Hello and welcome back to another episode of Drama School Dropout. This time it's episode 75 and as per usual my name is Ingram Noble and I am your resident Drama School Dropout and we are still celebrating double Drama School Dropout throughout the entire month of April and today I am joined by the absolutely phenomenal Lucy Dixon. Drama School Dropout no graduation day for you, drama school dropout. Fucked your whole course, now try something new, drama school dropout. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited. Genuinely, I've been I've been raring for this all week. Me too. Me, <laughs> me too. How's life at the moment? I know you just said you were planning your wedding and everything, so I can't imagine how busy you are. Yeah, busy, busy. But you know what? I'm not complaining because there's times when, as every actor will know, it's a little bit quiet or the emails aren't coming in or the phone isn't ringing. And so I really can't complain. Um, yeah. yeah, I like being busy. I, I find... I don't know about you, but when I've got a busy day, I get more stuff done. How is that possible? But it just yeah. is. And then when it when I've got a day off and I'm like, actually, there's loads of like life admin I need to do. I never get any of it done. It just doesn't make any sense. So no, happy, happy to be busy. I, I, I'm sort of the same about getting things done. Like yesterday, I had a busy day. I had a three day recording session. So it was like I'd done one and then had an hour break. And it sort of got to the point where I was like, I wish I didn't have a break. Yeah. Like, I kind of just want to do them all, like, in succession. But one was um, one was in Manchester, one was in L.A., and one was in Australia. So time zones. Wow. Yeah, time zones. And there's yeah. a little sneaky peek of um, where you might find the next guests on the podcast for yeah. everybody listening. There you go. Stay <laughs> tuned, guys. But what I like to ask everybody that comes on the podcast is, how did you get into acting and what was your first ever role? And it doesn't have to be a professional role. It can be completely the school play, nativity. We love them stories. No, no, you've literally hit the nail on the head there. That was that was mine. Um, I was shepherd number three in the school nativity. I didn't even know there was a third shepherd, but I guess my school <laughs> wanted to be inclusive and didn't want anyone to be left out so I was shepherd number three and I took that role very seriously and I had a little solo apparently and I had a little lisp at the time I used to have to have speech lessons to get rid of my lisp which it clearly worked because I don't have one and I loved it absolutely loved it my grandma made my outfit which is you know just like a bed sheet in it with with a bit of rope tied round and you there you are the shepherd and probably had like a little cane or a tea towel on your head something tea towel on my head you know the, the usual and yeah I loved it nobody in my family is a performer Same. um you know that yeah they and it's weird isn't it everyone's always there like where did you come from I'm like I don't know but um I mean I guess maybe if we were to look back into our kind of uh, family tree there's got to be somebody somewhere um but yeah uh I yeah and and then I was what three and a half three when I when I did that so yeah young and then from that point I guess I was I was just obsessed I was I was performing at home I was making I was knocking on my neighbor's doors making them come and watch me in a little play that I did in my garage and they had they had to stand outside of my garage me being in the garage and they had to watch me and then they had to give me an award they can't come on the stage no 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 you're not allowed on the stage they had to give me an award I mean who do I think I am and I remember one of the awards that I made them give me was a little hamster 
that you um, pulled the back of it. You know, I had a toggle and then it would like run on the floor. And that's a very weird memory that I have. But yeah, and then I would just got older and went to like beg to go to like a theatre company, you know, that you do like a school and just kind of went from there, really. It's mad when some, like you said, I'm the exact same, like all my family like working like catering or my dad's like a carpenter <laughs> like even my little sister has no interest in like but I think I think the thing with me has always been I've just been a bit of an attention whore like do you know what I, I'm a Leo and that's what that's what we are we walk in the room and I we're like bam I'm here what that means are you my sister's an Aries we get on well we'll get on well While I was doing my research, or as I like to call it, legal stalking, I, I couldn't find out whether you'd <laughs> yeah. been to drama school or not. And I was sort of looking and I found your spotlight page and I found out that you went to the Manchester School of Acting among some other places. Yeah. And yeah. I, I always, my favourite things in the world, and I've done, everybody knows this, I've done performances around them and everything, are crazy and funny drama school anecdotes so funny little stories mm-hmm. do you have a favorite story from your time in training yeah so kind of to answer your other question I guess no I haven't gone to drama school kind of like you 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 your, your typical drama school you yeah. know like your lambda your arts ed your your lanes whatever so you're not in a lot of debt exactly exactly which you know but this day and age I'm very grateful for mm-hmm. um I'm not having to pay anything off but no, yeah, I, I feel very grateful because I got I got Waterloo Road. I pretty much just left school. So, you know, out of a uniform and back into one again kind of thing. <laughs> and so, yeah, so for me, you know, I'd, I'd, in my eyes, I'd made it. That was it. That was the dream to be on TV, not necessarily TV, but just to be acting professionally. That, yeah. was, that was the dream for me. Um, you know, for it to be TV was just a huge bonus. For it, for it to be BBC was another big bonus. And then to be obviously be working with, I mean, the the absolute gods that I was working with, that I would grew up watching on TV, I was like, oh my God, I've made it. What the hell, I've made it. So yeah, so I didn't feel that I needed to go to drama school because I felt I had already achieved what those guys that were at drama yeah. school were trying to achieve. And so yeah, the the years that I've spent kind of going to various different acting classes, um, there is a wonderful, wonderful teacher called David Johnson who I kind of started my TV career out with. Um, I'd I'd done theatre previous to that, and I did a lot of theatre with him. But because of him, I was able to get an agent. And then through that agent, I got Waterloo Road. And so David was massive on diction and had to, you know, had to really speak with clarity and you had to kind of really project your voice because he was very much, um, and and he's still, he's still kind of coaching now, as far as I'm aware. And yeah, very kind of, I would say your typical old school, old fashioned drama coach that everyone was scared of. We were all scared of him. He had, he had such a voice, such a booming voice. And I had braces at the time. Um, well, that's never a good mix. Oh, yeah. So I was having to do this Noel Coward play. I think it was Noel Coward. And um, the language was quite kind of um, archaic. It's not really words that you use nowadays, that kind of thing. And he just kept shouting, diction, Lucy, diction. And bless her, I was just spitting all over this girl because I was really trying to work around the you know your train tracks because that's what I had 
And I was really trying to get my tongue and my lips around the words. And oh God, I felt so sorry. I kept apologizing. I kept, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. She's like, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, it wasn't fine because nobody wants to be spat on. It's like joy from friends. If you don't, if you're not spitting, you're not yes. acting. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, I'd have been perfect in that scene. <laughs> uh, with That was Gary Oldman, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. oh, I could quote friends. I love friends. Oh, but same. no, so yeah, I've, I've um, I definitely got that as a memory. And we also had to audition for Lord of the Flies. He was going to do an all-female version of it. And I think we were going to go, God, I think we we're even going to go to New York with it. Or we were going to go to London with it or something. It was very exciting. He, he, had, he had big kind of ideas for it. And I, so I was auditioning and I had to be in this circle in the middle. And everybody on the outside, I think, was maybe about to audition. But they were all kind of sat in a circle watching me, which, I mean, is daunting enough. And <laughs> yeah. you've got David in the room, which just David's scary enough as it is. And you had to, if I can remember correctly, you had to um, improvise. Now, the word improvise now would would make me quiver. I hate it. But when I was younger, I liked it. Maybe this experience made me hate it. I don't know. But I was going for it. I was like crying. I was making these animalistic noises because I was like, well, you know, um, that play is all about people being on an island and, and losing it, basically going insane. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go insane. And so, I mean, I was, you know, you know, when you go for it and you give it your all. Yeah. And then he goes, stop. I don't like it. Do it again. <laughs> and I was like, uh, what do you want me to do? Don't mind. Don't mind. I just don't like it. Do it again. And you're sat, you're sat there in the middle, having bared your soul, and now you feel really embarrassed. And he's asking you to do it again, but you've got no idea what you, what he, what he like wants. Obviously, you do mind. So yeah, you do. So I was like, oh my god, I don't know what to do. I just wanted to run out of the room crying. So there, there's, there's two, there's two experiences for you: spitting on somebody and then being so scared I wanted the ground to swallow me up. <laughs> you were talking. You mentioned it briefly there. Um, Waterloo Road. That was sort of because, like, I grew up watching that, and I've recently rewatched it in the um, in, in the pandemic. And I, I had um, Camilla Power on the podcast right at the beginning of the year, which was which was mental because I think I just missed that first series of like mm-hmm. when when Lorna goes and offers herself and that. Um, what yeah. was the audition process like for you? Because obviously you said you got it right out of school and you were uniform yeah. to uniform. Yeah, so my dad drove me because it was over in Rochdale and it was on a really rough estate called Cacolt. But I have to say, we never when I, when I got the job, we never had any problem um, with anybody that lived there. They were great. And yeah, so my dad drove me. I was, I think I was in my school uniform when my dad drove me. And he stayed outside in the car park. And I remember going in saying hi to Michelle because I think I'd met Michelle before Michelle's the casting director and again Michelle can be quite scary <laughs> she don't give anything away or are you just scared of everyone maybe I am maybe <laughs> I need to grow a backbone maybe this is what I've realized in this podcast come on Lou she's 31 now grow up a bit these people will be sitting listening to this and they'll be like I'm not scary <laughs> don't know what she's to talking fair, about though, I think yeah, they probably will. I'd, pl- I'd please get me a job, Michelle, because I think you're wonderful. Um, me too. Me too. I think you're wonderful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think, um, I mean, I, I think an audition process is daunting anyway, but, and I still do. And I remember, I don't think I went in with Lauren. Lauren is the girl that played Alicia. I don't think I met her until the day that we had the read through with all the cast. And so, yeah, I had a script. I think we had two scenes to do and what I definitely remember is she stopped me halfway through the scene 
And I was like, oh no. PTSD. I've, 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 I fucked it. That's it. Excuse my French. I was like, that, I've, that, that's it. I've, I've not got the part. She's literally just thinking, well, there's no point hearing any more. Yeah. This, this ain't the right girl. So I walked out and my dad was in the car park. And he said, how did it go? Because my dad's like, bless him. He's like my little cheerleader. He's great. And I was like, I don't want to talk about it, dad. I, all I'll say is she stopped me halfway through the scene. And he went, oh, is that not good? I went, I'm, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that's not good. Yeah. Anyway, a couple of weeks had gone by, I think. And I was getting ready with my friends and we were going to go on a night out. And I was getting ready at my mate's house and I got a phone call from my agent to say I got the job. And I was like, what? She was like, yeah, where can you, can you be at this hotel in Manchester tomorrow? You've got the read through, you're meeting the cast, you're meeting the director. He wants to chat to you to kind of see his vision of the character compared to kind of how you portrayed it in your audition because he obviously really liked your audition and it was just like all this information thrown at you you're still trying to take in the fact that you got the job and the fact that you're going to be on telly and the fact that all your dreams and all your years of being at you know theatre school theatre classes begging your mum and dad to take you to somewhere and having to pay for your leotard and costume and your ballet and your jazz pumps and all that lot and you're like oh my days I this doesn't it's just you just go into like this dream like trance where you're like I don't know what you said yeah I can really remember that phone call I really remember how I felt and I really remember the fact that I thought I must have messed this up if she stopped me halfway through yeah but I guess not I I guess not I guess maybe she was stuck on time and she was like well she's great you know what don't need to see any more so who so I tell you what if you get stopped halfway through an audition it may not necessarily be a bad thing Oh, don't tell me that. I'll be dead, like, um, narcissistic about it. Yeah, I'll be like, yeah, she stopped me halfway through. I've got the role. <laughs> oh, there's, um, don't get me wrong. There's been auditions <laughs> where I've walked out and my dad has rang me being like, how did it go? I was like, smashed it. Absolutely smashed it. I'll be waiting for a phone call. Did I get one? Did I help? Mm. No. Most important question, though, did you still go on the night out? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I borrowed my, I don't know if I should be saying this, Say back it. in the day, Borrowed my sister's ID because my sister's older than me. Went to a place called, oh, there was a night called Love Train in Manchester on a Wednesday night. Sticky floors. And they played all like 60s and 70s music. And it was brilliant. Everybody used to go. Because I just got into college. So, um, so yeah, I was like, you know, at college. I was around boys for the first time because I went to an all-girls school. And had my fake hair extensions in. Had my high heels on. Had my new friends that I'd made at college. And I was like, oh, my God just got a job so um yeah just had a cracking night so you were obviously your character is one of the main players on waterloo road do you have um a favorite sort of moment from those first series when it was first starting and from before when i was in it no when you was in it well when i was in it um, yeah i rephr- all... I phrased that really terribly i should have said when you were starting oh, don't worry <laughs> don't worry um, well first of all before i got the job i was an extra on waterloo road and so when I had my audition, they asked me, have you been in the show before? Have you been an extra before for us? Because obviously lots of people have been. And I said, yes, I have. And I was like, oh, they're not going to give me the job, are they? That's why they stopped me halfway through, because like, they're like, oh, no. So they said, oh, where were you? And I said, oh, it was an outdoor scene, just like showing the, the, the full kind of school. And I was stood by a tree. And so I was sweating a bit, like, please give me the job. Please give me the job. Um, so there was that. Um, and I remember seeing all the actors and they were like really far away from me and I was like trying to be near them and I couldn't and the next minute obviously like 
I'm meant to be friends with them. So I'm meant to be like, oh yeah, hey, but I wasn't. I was there like, oh my God, that's Dante. Oh my God, that's Ginny. I was like, oh my God, I was so starstruck. I don't know if I acted cool. I don't think I was cool. I play, I wear my heart on my sleeve. So I think I probably was very obviously not cool. But um, memories, I loved the um I loved filming the drunk the, the ethanol storyline that was really good it was hard work it was really hard work because I had to act drunk and I remember the lovely director Tim Hopewell I still message him now actually um Tim told me the act the act the art of acting drunk is not to act drunk it's to act sober and I was like right okay uh all right and he was like how old are you have you have you been drunk that many times Obviously, you know, you go to house parties and you end up having a bit of a, of a drink. So I was like, I'm going to be honest with you, Tim. I have been drunk a few times, so don't worry. I'm hoping I'll, you know, know what We've got this. Yeah, exactly. That was, that was a challenge, but it was great. It was a great, yeah, that was really good. I was really proud of that. And then the, um, the episode where my character decided to just, you know, have a bit of a tantrum and jump up on the roof and get all of the mates up there as well. That was good fun. And there was an amazing scene that we were able to ad lib. And uh, again, which director was that? He was lovely as well. And I've got his details as well. We still keep in touch every now and again. And it was my dad like pulling me out of school and, and, and shoving me into the back seat of the car. And it was it was on a handheld camera. So it's all like all rigged up. Um, where the camera doesn't move but but basically essentially they're kind of holding it it's this massive yeah. kit they've got to wear that takes all the weight and stuff it's amazing and so they had that right in front of my face and like we, I was walking out of the school and it was like a really drizzly day so like talk about the weather just being perfect as well like matching and um yeah that was brilliant we just got to do a bit of ad-libbing and the guy that played my dad is now the guy in Coronation Street and um, he's team, doing so it? so well yeah, yeah, he was great. Loved, Married to one of my favourite actresses. Yeah, well, Phoebe, um, Phoebe the Ember was in. I don't know if I've got her surname wrong. I'm so sorry. And um, Phoebe was in the Is show. He not married to Sally Carmen. I thought it was Sally, Sally, the other Sally. Am I really behind? I'm sure it's Kelly from Shameless, Sally Carmen. Oh, I thought it was the other Sally. And he, he, in the show, he's married. Oh, oh okay. in real life, <laughs> yeah. I was like Phoebe. Who's Phoebe? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah no I know who you're oh. talking about um Sally Dinover's daughter yeah no um, yes. in real life Joe's married to um Sally Carmen and everybody that knows me knows Shameless is one of my favorite tv shows of all time and yeah she plays one of my favorite characters in Shameless oh cool but Phoebe so no not probably what I was just about to say makes absolutely no sense but yes Phoebe who's now Bridgerton yeah was on what went on to massive to massive success and do you know what oh, I always wonder see when because obviously like Phoebe's mum is on Coronation Street and he's like a Coronation Street legend yeah. obviously Phoebe's a great actress in that but do you think there's a do you think there's already a foot in the door of, well, this is just what you're going to do and thank fuck you're good at it? I think the benefit that people that come from an acting family, if that's what you want to call it, um, is straight away they've gotten yeah. in with an agent. And agents yeah. are hard to get. Good agents are hard to get. Agents that believe in you, agents that will push you, agents that will fight for you. Um, are hard to get hard to come by and and I know that because I've I've, I've had a few agents um, and you learn you learn from each agent that one did yeah. work that one did work whatever you know there's, there's agents of mine that have turned down jobs for me because they're, they're like you're not doing jobs like that you know we're waiting for the next and you're like, job I would and love like, to do that but 
I'd love to do that, you know. And also, Netflix might not come along straight away or yeah. or ever. And you know what? If it never does, that's okay. Yeah. But I've got to I've got to work with what I'm good at. You know, I know what I'm capable of. I tend to now that I'm getting older, now that I've been, you know, in the business for kind of 13, 14 years, I'm noticing that yes, I can do accents. Yes, I have had to do accents for jobs. Um, but a lot of the time I tend to be northern I, yeah. I, I very much have the northern accent and I have the northern personality and the northern characteristics and I'm fine with that I'm totally fine with that also I'm noticing that I play a lesbian a lot you know what I'm fine with that if that's you know if when you look at me you think oh great she'd be a really kind of strong female um presence for the LGBTQ plus community absolutely I'm so on board with that um, I'm, my fiance is over the moon. I don't have to snog boys as well, so everybody's happy. But I'm okay, I'm okay with it. If you want to pigeonhole me, and that's what ends up working for me, and we all, pain. in a way, do you know what I mean? It's, uh, you you tend to find that yes, you might do lots of different jobs, but you'll always end up finding probably three different characteristics characters that you tend to keep getting yeah. the jobs for. And you know, a lot of people have made a lot of money just being themselves. Yeah. They've just been lucky. And a lot of people have, have been themselves. So yeah, no, a hundred percent. They you you've got to get that feel, that vibe. Yeah. I'm all about energy. I'm all about energy. And you know when you meet somebody on your level, on your energy vibe, on your frequency. And when they're not, it'll feel like it's jarring and it's just in and you're not understanding each other. And if you're not understanding each mm. other, it's not going to be a great relationship. A question that I love to ask everyone um is did you steal anything from the set of Waterloo Road? Oh, I don't think I did. That's really rubbish, isn't it? I should have stolen like at least a pen. No, I don't think I did. Did you not even keep like the school tie? No, and I really wish I would have done. That was really stupid of me. I should have stolen the Waterloo Road sign. I mean, they took yeah. it to, they bring it up near my end. I'll go and get it for you. Well, this is the thing, like, the, the school was, like, full-on bulldozed. So there must have been loads of stuff that we could have, that we could have had. But, and it's oh, coming it back. too nice, wasn't I? Yes. Uh, we started uh, filming. I know you can't tell us even if you are, but are we going to see Danielle? Um, at the moment, nothing has been confirmed, but stay tuned. She's nodding her head. She's telling me that she's going back, but she's just only <laughs> kidding. Because um, it's quite like a, a big, because I don't know, I sort of missed the first time around, like when it first began. And I wasn't yeah. really like Jason Dunn became Mr. Clarkson and Mr. Budgeon. Oh, and yeah. So I didn't realise and now I'm sort of like, oh, Neil Fitzmaurice, he was Rayvon in Phoenix Nights and Kim Marsh, like, so all great cast and they've announced some new faces for the students and then uh, Ryan Clayton who was on the pod not long ago I say not long ago it was like episode 30 something and we're now in the 70s um yeah he's in it it's it's looking really good and um uh, I yeah. knew it was coming back before it was officially announced because somebody told me on the podcast um and I was like oh. you're, you're talking shit <laughs> and they were like no I'm not <laughs> um and yeah, and then I had Rebecca Ryan on and I asked her if she was going back and she also said no. So I, I'm hoping you're all lying to me and you all have a group chat and we're going to get some iconic characters back. Well, I know I know that I know that there's been phone calls um, to, cert, to, to certain people, to a few people, not, not a few, two people. Um, and I think it was such... I guess I didn't realise how, I don't know if iconic is the right word, maybe that's, I don't know, 
Um, I didn't realise how huge of a show it was, I guess. And at the time, um, when it was on, you didn't really have people. It was it was still the era where people sat down and watched TV. Um, nowadays, I rarely watch anything live. I don't think I watch anything live at all, actually. Mm-hmm. I think I'm constantly catching up on, on, on iPlayer or 4OD or, or Netflix, you know, when you can kind of binge it. So the fact that I feel extremely lucky and grateful that I was on TV at a time when families would be there like oh it's on in a minute it's on in a minute quick 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 grab your cup of tea you know get mm. get on the sofa and I and I feel incredibly yeah grateful to have been a part of kind of that history that we have in in England where it was such a family thing because it was a family mm. show everybody would sit down and watch it together and you know we used to have like nine million viewers nine million people watching us which is which is you know great great numbers yeah um so yeah, yeah. Did you I used think, to sit down and watch it with um, your family, or was that a no-go? I did my first one, my first ever episode. I did, um, and that felt a really special moment. That was really special because I was just like, oh my god, this is this is mad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've got so many stories, you know, from backstage and things like that. And yeah. then you guys are watching, like, you're kind of watching my work day. Like mm-hmm. that. That's how it felt. It was like, but this is just my job. But yet now everyone gets to yeah. see it. So did it yeah, ruin the mystique for them? Because obviously you said you've um, been fans, and they're like, "Well, I know it's not real now because that's you." Yeah, yeah. Um, do you know what? I don't know. I don't know. But I think what everybody tended to do was ask me, like, "Oh, are they really like that? Is Budging really like that?" Um, and stuff. And yeah, so I think it was mainly things like that. Kind of people wanting to know if if they're like that in real life, which I guess is what everybody always wants to know. I mean, Pete, you know, there's the stories of, of old ladies hitting people on the back of their head when they're out shopping because they yeah. played a baddie on Coronation Street. And they're like, I'm not really a bad person. <laughs> yeah. I'm acting. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, I'm dead excited um, for Waterloo Road. And I got some more yeah. inside scoop the other day. Um, I don't know if anybody knows this, but I, I guess exclusive that I'm going to out. Um, it's starting at the end of this year and is going to be carrying on into 2023, which I don't think yeah. has been announced, but I'm just going to let people know that are listening to that. So hopefully <laughs> there's plenty of wiggle room to get a, a phone call to you. And I, I promise I'm just going to put this straight out there. It wasn't Lucy that told me. It wasn't anyone that's currently involved with it either. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's hey, it's a re- this acting industry is a small world. Yeah. Everybody knows everybody. Because it was somebody that wasn't on the BBC that told me it was coming back. And I was like, yeah, that's bullshit. And then the same person told me the when it was airing. And I was like, right, I believe you now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's so weird. I had a dream about it. I even messaged Michelle being like, I've had a dream that Wortley Road is coming back. And then about four months later, there was just like, I was getting tagged in all this stuff on Instagram, being like, Waterloo Road is coming back. And it was all the fan sites, because we've got loads and loads of fan sites that have all kind of popped up. Like, now you've just said now that it's come back on iPlay, which is fantastic. It's a new generation of people that are really interested in the show, which I think is why they've brought it back, because yeah. there's just so many people are interested in it. And it's a great, it was, it was a great show. Um, but that was really weird to have had a dream, and then that happened. I'm glad really they odd. took it back to Manchester. Like, yeah, it's it's a route. It's a route. I mean, as much as I'm like living Glasgow, was born in Glasgow, like all about like Scottish performance and that, it just sort of ruined it, didn't it? Well, to be honest, I mean, I feel awful because I never actually watched any of the any of the Scottish ones, but we filmed Shit. Waterloo Road reunited up in Glasgow. Yeah, and I don't know if anybody's watched that, but that was great. We had six episodes. It was only fifteen minutes each, I think, something like that, and it followed. 
kind of uh, me, uh, Bolton Smiley, uh, Paul Langley, um, Philip Ryan, uh, Alicia, Janice. Um, and it followed us just kind of like after us graduating from school. I, th- I think that's still available somewhere to watch. But Waltley Road reunited. Yeah, I don't know whether that's where they got the idea then to take to take the main show up there. I'm not sure. But yeah, we oh, filmed sure. Waltley Road reunited up in up in Glasgow. I just know the BBC have got a, a big base in Glasgow. So Yeah, I think yeah. that's where we might have gone actually for all our like costume fittings and things. Yeah, probably the bit on the quayside, uh, not the quayside, on the River Clyde. It's right on the. It was near the water. That's all yeah, I remember. Yeah, it's right on the water. I went and done a, yeah. a radio workshop there once. It was great. It's massive. Right, yeah. They filmed Mrs. Yeah. Brown and that there. So. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Massive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, must of... be there then. Yeah, that was great. Because they they got rid of because I know they used to have a big base in Manchester where they filmed like two pints of lager and a packet of crisps and that and I think that got demolished mm. and then they sort of came here. I don't know why. Ah. Um, but yeah, another question that I love to ask is um, if you were booked to do a one month run in the West End or Broadway, wherever you can pick, but I'd prefer the West End so I can come and see it. And they come <laughs> and said to you, listen, we've got as much money as we need um, and we don't have a core star for you yet. Who do you want to work with? And you can pick anyone that's alive. <gasps> Good question. You know, no one's ever asked me this. Um... Um, well, I've got a funny story to tell you. I asked I asked this question to everyone who's not even an actor. And I asked one of my okay. friends not long ago, and they, their answer was you. Oh, my God, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Because oh. I ask everyone, like, I just think it's a dead interesting question. And like I've it said on the is. podcast, last summer, somebody said someone, I won't say who it was because it's not come out yet. And they phoned me like three weeks later and they were like, by the way, I've just booked a job with um, the person that I said on your podcast. And I was like, Okay, I'll take my 10% cut. Absolutely. I really believe in the law of attraction mm. and kind of putting it out there to the universe. Yeah. So maybe I should be really careful who I pick, somebody that's still working. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I would love to work with Dame Judi Dench or with, oh, genuinely, please, please tell your friend, I am like, they've made my day. They've made my week <laughs> by them saying that. Yes, Maggie Smith. So I'd love to work with Maggie Smith. But then also... And I'm going to put an American out there. Okay, I'm going to be che- I'm going to be cheeky. I'm going to say two. I'm going to say I'm going to say Maggie Smith for a woman, and for a man, I'm going to say um, Brian Cranston. Good answers. I am going to continue with my weekly campaign of um, Catherine Tate. Please come on the podcast, or please let me do a two-person show with you. Catherine Tate, please come on this podcast. Yeah, let's get it out there. I every week I, sh- I shout her out because she's been apart apart from the first week. My first ever answer was Whoopi Goldberg, but then I found out Whoopi doesn't um, like to get on airplanes. And oh, so okay, it's not really, problematic then. Yeah, so we can't really go on tour together. So then no. after that, I've changed to Catherine Tate. Great, and she's been my I answer mean, yeah, now she- for nearly eighty weeks. Brilliant. Still not been on the podcast, and we've still not done a two-person show together. Hey, there's a lot. There's a lot of time left. You've got loads of time left. Don't worry. She's been very busy. Have you seen that she's doing a Nan movie? Very excited about that. And I used to watch her actually. A new original um, sketch show for Netflix this year about a prison. So I'm very excited to to see Catherine this year. Yes. I think for me it'd be Brian Cranston because I just want to just chew his ear off. He's got yeah. so he's got such amazing advice. There's um this I literally wrote it down in my phone um because I think it's incredible. And to any actor, I was like it's game changer. He was like, you're not going to an audition to get a job. You're looking at it the wrong way. You're not getting a job. 
all you're doing is going in there and being like, this is what I have portrayed. This is this is how I see the script, how I see the character. Perform it. Do what you love to do. You love to perform. You love to act. You get the chance to do that. Five minutes, ten minutes in front of somebody incredibly influential. And then you walk away and you go, you know what? It's out of my hands. And there's something so powerful in that. And I think a lot of the time when we go for an audition, we need the job. We want the job. And so we're giving them the power and we come across as needy. And it's just the wrong energy because they pick up on that. They really do. There's definitely times when I thought I auditioned for, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I auditioned for a teacher for Ackley Bridge. And I know Sam. Uh, me and Sam have I, I just worked with him on Coronation Street so I knew like we our paths keep crossing so I knew there'd be a point where we'd end up working together and, yeah. and we eventually we have done and it was it was lovely I love Sam um, I love I so do I he's great he's such a wonderful guy he's so driven he's so young he's so passionate he's very good at what he does um another one that has never been on the podcast well get him on I've our tried I've like, emailed Oi. his agent and just don't get no reply oh Okay, well, I'll I'll say, oh, look, I did this today. We're going to play a little game now. And like I said before, these, okay. are, these are my favourite things in the world. These are funny stage stories. It's called Stage Right or Stage Shite. So there are three stories. Two of them <laughs> are the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And one of them is a big fat lie that has been made up by our producer. And I have the answer in a sealed envelope with your name on it so I can play along together because I, I used to not play along. And then I realised I loved it too much. So I was like to Heather, I was like, no, you'll, you need to start producing this segment so I can <laughs> I can have a bit of fun. They're, they're great. Okay. Number one, I worked on the West End for years. And when I moved house, I ended up buying a new kettle and decided to keep my old kettle as a dressing room kettle. But when I moved out, I had boiled some disinfectant in the kettle to wash the back patio. However, I completely forgot about this until I made my first cup of tea in the dressing room six months later. And the tea tasted like Dettol. Number two. Okay. I once walked into an audition fresh out of drama school after the lunch break. And out of anxious nervousness, I asked one of the ladies on the panel why she hadn't finished her Subway sandwich that she'd had for lunch. That's something I would do. Number three. Oh, no. I was doing an audition on Zoom and they asked me where I was from. And somehow I thought they were asking where I was Zooming from. So I just said my kitchen. Um... Okay, so two, oh. two are so two, two are true. Correct, one's a lie. One's a lie. One's stage shite. I don't oh. know. I really hope, like, I can see all of these being true, but I'm gonna go I with. Can. You know what's sort of bugging me? Why have you boiled disinfectant? In, why have you poured the disinfectant in the kettle to boil it? I'm well. For for me, I was thinking that one would be, yeah, stage. What is it? Shite. Yeah. Stage, yeah. Because the other two are so cringy. <laughs> That, that that it would that it would happen live definitely happened yeah no also wouldn't you like saturate your your disinfectant like put it in with boiling water and like dilute it yeah I just I've never thought to ever put detergent in the kettle yeah me neither maybe so I'm maybe I'm missing one. a trick do you know yeah, what I mean maybe but maybe you should have a separate kettle maybe you should just yeah not do mm. that in future yeah so I'm gonna go for number one are you coming with me yeah number one two the Subway sandwich. Oh, my God. So somebody, oh, so that, okay. Someone so somebody actually, said that. no, so some, that never happened. That was Heather made that up. But somebody actually boiled disinfectant in the kettle. 
and I don't know how oh. I feel about that. Do you know what? They might, they might have ended up having to go to fucking A&E if they'd have drank some of that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. That's So that's make sure rough. whoever that person is, do not accept a cup of tea mm. off them. But thank you so much for coming on. Genuinely, I've had so much fun chatting to you. I've been a, a big fan of yours for, for years. So it's been really lovely getting to hear more about it. Because I always think it's really odd that there's not a major thing that does this. Not that I want anyone to steal this idea of just asking actors stupid questions about their career. Absolutely. Because, uh, yeah, that's the thing. We all want to know more about people, well, don't we? So this is perfect. Like you said, everybody loves Hollyoaks and Waterloo Road. But then there's not a thing where it's like, Right, let's actually sit down with the people who make the show. Yeah. And talk to them. So I've always thought it was a bit weird. And thank fuck the pandemic happened and I had the idea to start a podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. What an amazing, what amazing use of your time. I also you have know, to thank Jeff Bezos because he gave me a job and I hated it. And I was oh, working really? in Newcastle. Um, so I was working for Amazon and I was in Newcastle living with my dad at the time. And I just hated it. And I, I went to school in Newcastle, but I was this was like 2020. So I'd been left school for six years, didn't really talk to because like, I lived in Glasgow. I went and yeah. just drift apart. So I and I just missed the theater and my friends. And I just messaged 10 of my friends. I was like, let's actually have a reason to have a conversation. Message nine of my friends and one of my old lecturers and was like, hey, I want to do a podcast. And then That's I got brilliant. cheeky and started asking celebrities and real actors. Well, that's the thing. If you don't ask, you don't get. I always think that. Yeah. You've, you've got to, because look look at what you've achieved. And, oh, you know, if you if you don't mental. put yourself out there, you'll ne- then it's always a no. If you don't ask the question, it's always a no. Mental. Uh, I signed a deal the other day to do, um, uh, uh, oh, this is exclusive. I mean, nobody knows about this yet. Um, a coffee book, ta- a coffee table book with um, all of the stage right and stage shite stories in them. And um, Oh, perfect. But I will let you get back to normal life because I'm, I'm very aware that I'm taking up most of your day and everything. But it's been so lovely chatting to you. I've had so so much fun. And if you're ever in Glasgow, what I like to say is the first round's on me and because you're a working actor, the rest are on you. <laughs> <laughs> Always the way. Always the way. Oh, no, it's been lovely chatting to you. Thank you so much for, for inviting me. Oh, um, honestly, and my for, pleasure. you know, taking the time to have a chat it's always lovely having a chat isn't it yeah it's been it's genuinely been so good and uh, hopefully hopefully we'll see you back in a certain school next year or I don't know I keep saying that like I know something that nobody knows but genuinely (laughs) nothing I'm just being a wind-up um but yeah I will let you get back to normal life (laughs) thank you so much no thank you it's been lovely I've loved it And there we have it, another episode of Drama School Dropout, episode 75 completed. Thank you so much to Lucy for coming on the podcast, and make sure to follow us both on social media, which you'll find down in the show notes below. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a rating and a review on the podcast. It helps us out so much you don't even know, and it's free, so why not? Remember, you can get tickets for This Is Where We Get Off by clicking the link in the show notes below. And if you have a story for Stage Right or Stage Shite, please email us at dramaschooldropoutpod at gmail.com. Remember, we are celebrating my birthday this month and we are doing double drama school dropout each week and I'll be back again on Saturday this week instead of next week. So you're getting a double dose each week. 
Also, you can now become an official drama school dropout by signing up to our Patreon using the link in the show notes below. I'll be back again on Saturday with a brand spanking new episode, so make sure to come back. New episodes are out at 6am on a Saturday and on a Tuesday in April, so double drama school dropout for you all. Thank you so much for continuing to come back and listening to me talking absolute shite with some of my favourite people in the world. It means the absolute world. Have a great week. Stay safe. I love you. Bye. Drama school dropout. No graduation day for you. Drama school dropout. Fucked your whole course. Now try something new. Drama school dropout.